Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 35 of the Lessons Learned Podcast. This week, we're talking all about celebrating our wins. (laughs) If you've been following along with the show for the last however many weeks, you know that I just finished the launch of the Next Right Step program, my masterclass series in resilience, leadership, and well-being. And guys, it went so well. I am so happy. And I have been spending the last few days taking some time to celebrate, to enjoy the process, to take a beat to say, hey, I deserve, not even just me, I and my team deserve to celebrate what we just accomplished. We worked so hard for the last three weeks to a month and our results were immense. And so I have deep, deep pride and gratitude to my team, to Maddie, who is editing this episode, who I love sharing notes of edits to directly to camera and on audio. And we just have, I was just saying the blooper reel of this show would be hilarious. And I hope Maddie is archiving those things somewhere. So to Maddie, to Rhaenyra, who is the incredible visionary behind our brands for Lessons Learned and The Next Right Step. So everything that you see that is beautiful is rooted in the brands that she created for us. Shout out to Maddie as well for doing our website build and our sales page, which are so stunning. Alongside Kim, who helped us onboard our new softwares, who was helping me get our guest experts secured, who helped me book all 14, 13 of our Instagram lives, including our one with Jagmeet Singh that happened and was shared on the show last week. Um, So thank you, Kim. Thank you to Jasmine, who helped write and do copy for all of the emails that you would have seen come out the last few weeks. Um, Our email funnels helping me understand content marketing even more. To Daniela, who helped create over 40 Instagram posts in three weeks and countless Instagram stories that had custom captions alongside Facebook ads. Speaking of ads, thank you to Ashima for coming on last minute and supporting us in doing our first ever round of Facebook and Instagram ads and helping us get our pixel in place, do data aggregation the way that we need to that's going to help us scale even more in the future and support more people. And this whole team, like, thank you, thank you, thank you to my team. So part of celebrating for me is acknowledging that when you see me here on this show, there's a whole engine behind what is lessons learned, what is Gomal Minhas, and what is the next right step. And I love my team. So I will sing their praises from rooftops for years, decades to come. So thank you, everybody, for supporting me through that journey, for sticking around on the email list. (laughs) For a lot of you, like you've been with me for years and you've never been marketed to by me. So a lot of you are like my OGs. Um, And I just appreciate you so much for, for sticking it out with me. So with this episode, I want to talk about this season. Similar to when I did my Michelle Obama recap of how that came to be, I want to share a little bit about how the next right step came to be and how we made it through the launch. And then I also want to share my wins with you, what winning looked like in this season and um, 
how we got there and why it's important to celebrate and not just brush those things off. And yes, you did hear my notification on my computer because I did forget to turn off or turn on my do not disturb, but here we are. (laughs) So I never, I wasn't always good at celebrating my wins. In fact, I would say that I was often taught or told to not shine my light so bright, to under understate my wins and successes growing up. So I'd often do really impactful things. And as a young person, it was just kind of like, yeah, that's just, that's cool, but let's move on. You don't want to seem like you're, you know, being too pompous, like you have too much ego. When really in those instances, there were notable things that were worth acknowledging. So for me, that led me into a cycle of feeling like anything I did was never enough, even though the things I was doing were actually very unique and novel. I would often feel guilty if I did want to take up more space with the wins that I had, the accomplishments that I had. And so it became this vicious cycle where I never really learned or like leaned into how to celebrate. And it wasn't because of my parents. My mom is actually someone who says to me often, we have to celebrate ourselves because no one is going to celebrate us for us. And when I think about that, I noticed that there were so many external factors to making me feel like I wasn't allowed to celebrate or wasn't allowed to take up the space after good things happened in my life. So now, now that I can look back and see that those stories or narratives weren't serving me, weren't helpful, it's taking me some time to unpack that learning. And I want to share three examples of really important things that happened in my life that I wish I could have celebrated better, I guess, too. And then this third being this launch that helped me really anchor into and feel proud of how I showed up for myself and how I celebrated. And I think this is really timely because there's been a couple folks in my DMs who just shared like someone had just graduated from med school and the next steps felt so much so daunting that they weren't able to fully take time to look back and say, holy shit, I just graduated from med school (laughs) or others who in the pandemic have had more time to self-reflect but feel like celebrating even the smallest wins is not worthy of time and attention because there's such big things to take care of or, or make space for. But what I'm here to remind you is that that joy, that pleasure, that celebration, that time to celebrate that we take is actually revolutionary and very radical in terms of our own self-care and, and being rooted in goodness in our lives. Because feeling good right now is a little bit of a revolutionary act. So This is my reminder to you to celebrate even the smallest things in your days. If you make it outside for a walk, if you stop work at six o'clock finally, if you are, you know, spending good time with your family and you guys don't get in an argument one day, like those are small wins that are worthy of acknowledgement, worthy of a toast at dinner, worthy of a laugh and worthy of acknowledging together at dinner with, um, with the boys. So I live with my husband, my father-in-law, and then our cousin, Nathan. So I live with three very big, burly Bushmen. (laughs) But at dinner, I often ask like, what was the best part of your day? Or what are like, what's something you're proud of for this last week? And that gives us a moment to all come together and remember gratitude and remember to anchor into celebrating ourselves. So the first example I want to share with you is mine and Mitch's wedding. (laughs) So 
Weddings can be crazy, especially big fat Indian weddings. And ours was a 10 day extravaganza. Um, We had four or five days for our Punjabi wedding back home in Grand Prairie, Alberta. And then we took like four or five days and then we had our rehearsal dinner, which was like kind of a very big mini party in our backyard here. And then our wedding here in Ottawa, that was more of our like white wedding, as folks would say. And so that was 10 days of events. Over that time, almost a thousand people came to the events and it was just so much all the time. And while it was very much some of the best days of my life, they were also really intense and hard days because the physical demands of those days were so high. And I've often felt guilty and bad that my wedding wasn't in my, like, I couldn't look back on every day of my wedding and be like, that was the best because I was sleep deprived and realized after the fact that I didn't drink any caffeine on my wedding day because I don't drink caffeine regularly. But I was like, a Red Bull halfway through would have been very beneficial. But the lessons that I learned from my wedding experience was to hold space for the work. Hold space for the fact that I planned that wedding with one wedding planner. A lot of my family um, was supportive, but were too busy to be fully involved with the details. And because I, I'm a project manager, I this is like my forte. Um, I delegated a lot, but it was still such a huge, huge undertaking that on its own, like Mitch was planning a global conference at the time in Vancouver for Canada's energy ministers. And he was like, our weddings, like, and those 10 days of events were bigger logistically than that gathering. And so I think for me, just acknowledging the good and the bad of anything we do is so helpful in order for us to create space to celebrate in a meaningful and like authentic way. So I can look back at the wedding and think about the dance parties and us staying at the reception hall till 4 a.m. and feel so elated now because I let myself be okay with the hard parts too. But that took me a while to learn and be okay with and to learn how to do that in real time as well took time. So what do I mean by that? I mean that any win in our lives came at a sacrifice. There is always going to be hard times on our journey to achieving our dreams and on our journey to having big wins and successes in our lives. So we can't deny the hardship because sometimes I think when we deny the hard parts, it makes it harder to celebrate because we're trying to suppress the fact that something good in our lives also came from hardship. But that's just life. The highs and lows of the journey are what make it worth it. So yeah, I was exhausted at my wedding. I cried at my wedding reception because I looked around and I thought, oh my God, such a big investment went into this night. And after I had that cry and got that exhaustion out, I hit the dance floor and had the best night of my life. So it can be both things. Um, But another takeaway that I learned from that that I carried into the second example I'm going to share with you is... Our physical needs are so important to um, take care of as we're moving through a big dream or goal that we're working towards. So just over a year after our weddings was the Michelle Obama opportunity. And when I thought when that came through and I I found out a week before the interview that it was going to happen, but on the actual day of the Michelle Obama interview, the days leading up to it, I was militant about my self-care, about getting enough sleep, my meditation ritual, my morning routine, because I knew 
what I regretted from the wedding was I couldn't be fully present on that day because I was so tired. That would not happen again. So I made sure to take care of every physical need I would have so that I could be fully present and soak in every moment of that day. And when I look back on it, I can actually close my eyes and remember almost moment by moment getting to the venue or even like starting hair and makeup here, finalizing my questions, having Kenya show up at the house, my breakfast that day, Mitch driving us to the arena, getting into the arena, getting our backstage passes and that feeling so surreal. My backstage pass is right back there and getting into the green room. Like I was wearing my sneakers. I got, went there in comfy clothes, took my change of clothes, went onto the stage for the dress rehearsal, looked out at the empty seats, <laughs> took it all in for a second, practiced with the rest of the folks and then went back to the green room, changed, and then the tone and energy in the space just completely changed when Michelle Obama entered with the Secret Service. And, and then I remember the introduction and us being behind time because I was supposed to meet Mrs. Obama backstage, but we were running short on time. So I heard my name getting called, had to run around the corner behind the stage and then run onto the stage while they were naming, introducing me. And then having during her video introduction, because they did like a three or four minute video introduction for her before bringing her on stage, having pr the producer of the event come on stage and tell me in front of like 8,000 people, obviously house lights were down, so they couldn't really see me to come back. And then I finally got to see her. And then we walked on stage together. And even the interview, I remember so viscerally saying, Como, like, be so present right now so that you can do your job of interviewing, but also turn your head and take in the stadium. And I remember just panning, looking around at 8,000 people and then coming back and looking at Michelle Obama and every question, her reactions. So what I'm trying to say is I learned from the wedding. I learned from this really important milestone in my life that didn't go quite the way I wanted it to and applied those learnings to another really big day in my life. And celebration doesn't just happen after something's accomplished or done or finished. Celebration can actually be built into the full process of the experience. And this is one of the most important learnings of this episode for you. It's not just that when you get to the other side of this, you're going to celebrate it. It's how can I enjoy this process right now, even if it's hard? Where can my pockets of joy be right now? And I really did that that day with Michelle Obama. Now my mistake and like, after we went on stage, we went backstage. And I remember her saying like, that was such a great interview. I'm going to be processing like a lot of what we talked about for a while, because we talked about grief, we talked about racism, we talked about so much. And then her getting to meet my mom and dad backstage at the meet and greet and her saying to my mom, like, you have an amazing daughter, she's really going places and I will forever like, tattoo that on my body. <laughs> but I just can feel it and remember it all. And like going to Milestones after, which is a nearby restaurant and having all my family and friends there because my birthday was a few weeks later. So we did a little celebrate celebratory birthday slash post Michelle Obama gathering. But then the next day I woke up and my parents had come from across the country. The next day they left and I went or they stayed for a couple of hours left in the evening. But first thing in the morning, I went to New York for my friend's baby shower with other friends of ours. Um, and I knew I wanted to go to support my friend and to celebrate with her, her new baby that was coming so soon. 
Um, But I also, looking back, I missed out on an opportunity to just soak in the glow of the amazing thing that I had just experienced and have my family be part of it, my parents who don't live in Ottawa, who live in Grand Prairie. Um, And so when I look back, if there's any regret around the Michelle Obama event, it is that I didn't take a day to just soak it in and celebrate with my people. I moved on to the next thing and was around people who weren't there for the event and were pumped for me, but couldn't share the experience with me or remind me of certain moments or revel in certain parts of it. Um, And so I brought that learning forward into launching the next right step. And so this process, (laughs) you guys have been with me this whole ride. It has not been easy. Uh, At the top of the pandemic, we were supposed to go on our North America tour for my talk show for Lessons Learned. We were going to do in-person events, uh, eight different ones all across North America. And two weeks before the pandemic hit, I was just watching the trends and Kim and I were at a restaurant in Toronto and we made the call to pull the plug on the whole thing. And so that was early March, around like March 8th or 9th. And then we go into full quarantine mode. I grieve the plans we had, which we have the full episode on on grieving the plans we had in order to move forward and to hold space for them. And then it was back to the drawing board. I know that this show, that me interviewing, that me educating, this is what I'm meant to do with my life. This is my higher calling. It's my purpose. It's why I'm here. And I'm leaning into that more fully. And it's been a year almost exactly since I shut down CoreSpace, my last company, and took this leap with this work. And so when I thought back to the immense changes that happened in the first eight months of making this decision, I, in the early days of the pandemic, I never felt doubt or afraid or upset about having to close the tour. It it was, it, it was, I wasn't upset about it, but there is that sense of loss when you experience that, but I wasn't angry. I didn't feel like something was taken from me. I knew that if I just continued thinking, strategizing, figuring out the next right step, something would click and the right thing would happen. And so from the back burner came this program because I knew I wanted to do a year planning program, uh, online course, but I also knew I wanted to interview the people that I was planning to interview on tour. So the next right step turned into that hybrid program where I could interview guest experts and folks that I admire so much, and we could learn from their stories together while also teaching all of you different aspects of the systems that have helped me elevate in my life. And resilience has been something that I have been building my understanding around for three years now. But we've been hearing a lot about it in the pandemic. Everybody's talking about resilience. But I've been out here, and a lot of you guys know, for a long time talking about resilience. So I knew this was a key time to help folks understand how they could build up their own resiliency and understand the foundational aspects of resilience. So the next right step really became this convergence of all my favorite things. And when it comes to creating an online program, there is an intense process that goes into it. From writing, I'm sure we wrote the equivalent of like at least 40,000 words in all the posts, all the emails, all the newsletters, everything that's gone out in the last three weeks. Like it was a lot of content. So even from a content creation perspective, from the perspective of making sure all of you, my audience, the folks who have supported me for so long, feel 
I am in integrity as I move into selling a course and a program. And so there we had to be very intentional about that. And then comes the curriculum and curriculum development and ensuring that I as an educator feel like I am in integrity and teaching from an excellent, excellent standpoint. Excellence is my baseline. And then on top of that, just learning how to be a marketer, learning how to sell digitally, um, learning how to teach digitally. And so the whole journey of this last four months has been a roller coaster, has been one as well. We were going to launch the program at the top of June, but obviously following George Floyd's murder, there were sep- different priorities that came to the fore. And so we delayed program launch by a month and dove into all of us. As you know, the team is 506 Women of Color. We all took that first two weeks off to just be with what was happening in the world and then come back together and regroup to figure out how can we embed the work of anti-racism in what we're doing in the world. And that is what our impact and identity module in the program is rooted in. And I'm very proud of that part of this programming. But all that to say, just like all of you have had to pivot, change course, transform what and how you were doing things in the world, that's what we've been working on this last few months. And so part of what I learned from my wedding, from Michelle Obama, I decided to bring all together as we were going through the next right step process to be fully present for the entire experience. So that meant if things went wrong when we were in launch mode, to name it, own it, share it with the team, call it out as it was happening, and then remove the emotional charge from that interaction. So no hoarding of shit inside of me. It was like all of us. Let's name it, face it, move forward. And then we can get to the learnings from that later. But let's just enjoy the shit out of this process and make sure part of that is being honest about the highs and the lows. So we as a team did that. For me, it was also what am I rooting into every single day to take care of myself? Because again, the learnings from my wedding was I needed more self-care. I needed more sleep. I needed more hydration. I needed more, so many more things. And from the Michelle Obama event, I learned the power of what happens when we do take care of ourselves in really intense times. So bringing those two things together, was I perfect every day? No. In fact, today, um, as I was recording parts of module one for the curriculum for the program, I needed to take a nap because we finished our launch a couple days ago, I am very tired. Um, and the long weekend's ahead. So I'm so excited when you guys are listening to this on Sunday, I'm going to be chilling the F out. Um, but it is a marathon, and it can be exhausting. And so I needed to learn how to prioritize even on days like this, taking a nap or taking some downtime or naming that I'm exhausted, moving deadlines, changing our strategy on the fly. Um, but being fully present in it and not letting it own me, knowing that I'm in control of the process because I am choosing the deadlines, choosing the way we're doing this. And another thing is with my team, when we lead teams, we are responsible for the energy we show up with 100%. And so never in this process, even if something went awry, was I going to blame my team for messing with our process? No, we are all in this together. They're If there's a miscommunication, it's my responsibility to make sure we're on the same page about it. But I find pleasure and joy in leading with empathy. I find pleasure and joy in being the kind of leader I wish that I could had when I was in traditional workspaces. 
And so even for the hard things, I would celebrate those micro moments of saying, wow, I'm proud of myself for how I showed up there. I'm proud of myself for that intervention. I'm proud of myself for making it through that harder conversation and us moving forward. And therefore, every part of the process was authentic for me. I didn't need to fake feeling great when I was showing up on my stories. I didn't need to fake feeling great when I was showing up with my team. I was fully taking responsibility for my energy and how I was showing up. And so the major lesson from the Michelle Obama event that I put in place was taking a day after we launched to celebrate. And I did. I, we had our team meeting. We spent that whole 45 minutes, everyone just sharing what they loved, what they were proud of, what I was proud of for everybody, soaking that in and talking to my friends. And actually, at this point in the episode, I'm going to share the tangibles with you. So these are suggestions for celebrating your wins, because now we're in that celebrating our win process. I shared with you my process of understanding how and why it's important to celebrate, how we can celebrate the full process of the experience. And now I want to share with you the tangible tactics that I used to celebrate this process. So number one is I journaled almost every day of the process. So if you're going through an intense thing, sometimes it's hard for us to realize how important it's going to be to have something to look back on. There's two parts actually to journaling. One is that in the moment, it helps you release what you need to um, get everything out of your brain first thing in the morning so that you can move forward with clarity in your day. The second thing is I'm going to want to look back one day and be like, what was our first launch like again? And how fun is it to have a full chronicle that you've written about your experience going through the thing? And I didn't, I looked back on a couple like key moments in my life where I didn't chronicle it and I wish I had. So this time I was diligent and thoughtful about doing that. Now, that being said, on actual closing of the launch day this last Monday and on Sunday, I didn't, um, but I made up for that on Tuesday when I went back to journal. So journal about your wins, journal about what you just went through, journal about like the full process, the highs and the lows. And if you haven't been able to throughout the process, then take a little bit of time to sit and reflect and soak it in. You are deserving of that celebration. I promise you. And it's going to feel so good. And you might be surrounded by folks who make you feel shitty about it. Like I was when I was younger or folks who just like are unsupportive, but celebration is also a boundary. It's you saying, I know my worth. I know that I'm doing good things in the world and I know what I did was hard. So yeah, I'm going to celebrate it because like my mama said, no one's going to celebrate it for you. You got to do it for yourself. So keeping that journal is like a bit of keeping that promise to myself to say, we're going to show up for this every day, celebrate the highs and lows, be present with the lows, make sure we're not avoiding them so that we can enjoy this full experience. The next is make a list of the things you did. So I actually made an Instagram post of the things that we did, and I want to read some of them to you. So I said, you can dream big, even in quarantine. Believe in your dreams, create the strategy you need and execute. I just closed online registration on my first online program. And then these are what, this is what we've accomplished in the last three weeks. 40 plus Instagram posts on two Instagram pages and countless stories with unique graphics, copy and captions. A beautiful new brand, website, and sales page, onboarding of two new softwares, Kajabi and Mighty Networks, 11 impactful emails in our sales funnel, and three podcast episodes and newsletters, 13 Instagram live interviews with incredible humans for our new series, Lessons in Resilience, and gaining over 1,300 new Instagram followers on our platforms. 
having our Lessons Learned podcast rank in the top 10 in our category in Canada. That happened last week, you guys. Thank you. Also, this is a great time to say, if you leave a written review for the show, it is so helpful. So if you're loving this episode, then please, please, please leave us a, a written review on iTunes. It would mean the world. Um, a powerful interview with Jagmeet Singh. That was such a highlight for me. We were going to interview him, as I shared last week, on the tour IRL in Ottawa at the Ottawa Art Gallery. But being able to do it over Instagram also showed to me, alongside these other 13 interviews, um, that... The power of human connection and going deep and having empathetic, powerful conversations isn't limited to in-person life. You can do it online and you can do it publicly. <laughs> and I loved it. Like, I'm so happy we started this Lessons in Resilience series and we're going to keep it up. We're going to hopefully do one to two episodes a week moving forward. So stay tuned on my Instagram. Uh, next up, running our first batch of strategic Facebook ads and gathering the analytics we need. And then... 40,000 US in revenue for the program. Like that is surreal to me to say aloud. We made goals for sales and they were like, they were higher than what we hit, but we had no metrics or nothing to like make those actual projections on. So it was us kind of like making educated guesses without having marketed something like this ever, let alone in a pandemic. And when I say that 40K in revenue, I want to note that it's not profit. One day we'll get there fingers crossed. Launches and programs like this are expensive to roll out for the first time the way that we did. I'll share more on this soon. Um, I guess like as you're hearing this episode, you can hear how much time and effort went into this. Like there's months of pre-planning. So although we did the public aspect of this over three to four weeks, I've been working on this concept for a long time. Um, so you might look like, wow, they did it so fast, but really like this is years in the making. Um, the revenue from the program launch is being reinvested in the program itself, our guest experts, the charities we committed to in our impact strategy, our team, as you heard on the top, I have the best team, myself included, and provides us the runway we need for our fall launch. So yes, this 40k, it's an incredible number. And it helps us make it to October, which is going to be the next time we offer the next right step. So this is a huge, huge win. And a validation for me as an entrepreneur that I found a product and something that I I'm deeply passionate about bringing to the world that people are also hungry for. Um, so the potential impact of supporting the, which is the next step, or sorry, actually, no, there's one more after this, but I'll share it in advance is having over 40 of all of you investing in yourselves. This is the best part to uplift your lives through our pay what you can program payment plans and full payment um, this investment that folks made in themselves is so encouraging to me because right now we need this kind of space more than ever. And so that revenue is tied to 40 lives that I get to impact over the next month. And I am, that's so exciting and insanely surreal to me. Um, next up is connecting with and confirming four incredible guest experts to be interviewed during the program, Lovey, Deepika, Valerie, and Mina. Um, and I'm so, so excited about that aspect as well. They are folks that I am so inspired by that, the, that Lovey said, yes, she was our first. She was the domino who helped me believe that we could get other folks as well at that caliber and level. I am floored. So as you can see, writing these things out specifically, even in this moment, I'm still in awe and shock about it, which is like, wow, this is, I can't believe we did this. This hurts my brain, but it makes my heart so happy. 
Um, And then finally, one program of my dreams that I will deliver for years to come that I am so effing excited to begin delivering to cohort one next week. When I set out to create this program, I intended to create something that was industry changing. This is step one. Thank you all. Your love, support, and care means so much to our team. I want to be transparent in this way because if I can do this, so can you. I believe in your dreams and I so deeply believe in you. Our dreams may look different, but the time, work, and dedication to get there is the same. Do the thing. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be so, so worth it. (sighs) So yes, make a list for yourself of all the things it took to do what you did. And remind yourself of all the things you did to get to this point. And this is not only going to be helpful for you to celebrate, but this is actually a part of your resiliency toolkit. Because once you have this outlined, on a hard day, you can go back to it and remind yourself, wow, I did that to achieve that in my life. That means that I'm going to be capable and you're going to, that's built up your self-efficacy, your belief in yourself that you can do the hard things. You can look back on this list one day and it is going to be so helpful for you when you're having a low time, when you're in your self-doubt and when you're questioning what you're capable of. But in the moment after you've done the thing, it's a great way to celebrate. Writing that list out was so surreal. I did it the night we closed registration on the program and I was just shook of like, what? We actually did this. So that is why we have to make a list of what we accomplished once we've accomplished it. Next up, that was super great for me, was celebrating with my friends. So my friend Sahaj and I, who runs Brown Girl Therapy, we do check-in calls with each other every mo- every other Monday. And this one happened to land on the Monday that was our final uh, day of registration. So we moved it to Tuesday. And so I got to celebrate on Tuesday with Sahaj, who is someone who is interested in the digital program space online as well, who has built such a powerful community. I learned from her from a content creation perspective so much, and she's like picking my brain on the digital back end of the business stuff. But what's so fun about us being able to have celebrated this week together is she gets it. And we've been rooting for each other. And we've been having these calls since the pandemic started. So since then, she's grown like 50,000 followers in the pandemic and hit 100K. And there's so many big milestones that she is hitting right now. And alongside myself, this program was a dream and she saw saw me bring it to life. So bringing our friends along on the journey with us and having them be part of the process with us is instrumental to enjoying the process fully and being able to celebrate at the end because they've been rooting for you the whole time. Another aspect of this is a group chat. So with my two best friends, we have a WhatsApp group where we send each other voice notes and updates on the things we're working on. And last week alone, one was finishing one of her contracts with the UN in Italy, the other was finishing her MBA, and I was launching this program. So our voice notes were just pump up messages to each other to just make each other feel so good and excited about what was ahead for each other and that kind of celebration honestly there's nothing quite like it and we've been cultivating our relationship since university so we're going on like 12 years or 13 years of friendship but really giving letting people come in and be a part of your success makes it so much more rich and depth filled and amazing (laughs) and the same thing goes with my team holding that space the day after um, for us to all celebrate on Zoom, I felt like I couldn't have celebrated or held space for this in any bigger way than I did. 
So the ways that I've shared so far of celebrating are journal for yourself throughout the process, for your future self, so they can reflect on the wins that you have now and the process it's taken you when they're maybe going through a hard time. And by they, I mean you in the future. Um, Talking to your friends, sharing with people close to you. Um, as you're going through the journey, making sure to schedule time with the people you care about most in order to bring them along on the journey with you so you don't feel like you're facing it alone, even if they're in different industries or won't get it. Like, this is really helpful for me. Um, the other is to make a group chat um, on WhatsApp or another messaging platform with the folks in your life you care about most and keeping them in the loop in that way. So it's not necessarily phone calls, but the voice notes um, or messages are just so helpful. Breaking that down a little bit more is celebrating with the people who helped you get there. So for me, it was my team and having everyone articulate in that meeting their favorite part, the thing that they're most proud of and doing a circle of sharing in that way um, was very helpful. And then also like setting an intention for the future with the people who got you there, helped you get there is so good. Now, finally, this is the most important part is cultivating, learning, and accepting that you are worthy of being celebrated. That the things that you do in your life, what you've accomplished, all it's taken to get you right here is worthy of celebration. We must learn to take up space. We must learn to share our wins. We must learn to talk about the details, in this case, to talk about the money When I shared this post on Instagram, the feedback was immense and the number of saves of that post indicated to me that this is something that people are really benefiting from. Because if I was quiet about this back end of things, then yeah, I get to enjoy it and celebrate, but I'm hoarding the goodness. Don't hoard the goodness. Not thinking you're enough or worthy of celebration is actually like detrimental, not just to you, but to the other people who could be inspired by you. Imagine all the people you could inspire just by celebrating how far you've come. People want to see other people win. People want to be inspired by the people around them. Give them that opportunity. You are worthy of celebration. As my mom says, Shaminder Minhas, one of her sham wows, celebrate yourself because no one else will do it for you. So that's where I'd like to end this week's episode. This is my journey of learning how to celebrate myself and my wins and the wins of my team in a way that feels good to all of us and to truly commemorate and honor all the work and effort it's taken to get where we are, to do all we've done and to be so insanely proud of ourselves. You are worthy of celebration. Never forget it. That was really nice for me too, to just reflect on it all and share about it all. And it's so crazy because I think there are fireworks going off outside. Super, super surreal, wild timing. Um, that's all for now. Keep learning, keep looking back on your wins and seeing how you can pull things forward in terms of how to better celebrate them and keep reflecting on your lessons learned every time you do something important in your life. And just make that time to celebrate. You are worthy of celebration. I love all of you. I hope you have the best week. And until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Komal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at LessonsLearned.co. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye.